You're listening to the World Outreach Podcast, dynamic conversations designed to empower our community as we engage unreached people groups everywhere. Today, we are sitting at the end of the World Outreach Summit in South Africa, and we're speaking with Emmanuel, who's going to talk to us about the spirit world in Africa and how that influences ministry and our approaches to ministry here in Africa. Um, he led a seminar, a, a workshop at the at the summit, which has encouraged our workers. And so I thought we'd sit down and have a conversation around the topic of how to deal with the spirit world in Africa. So Emmanuel, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much, Ben. Before we get into the topic, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself, your family, your ministry, and what you do? My name is Emmanuel Mlenga, and my wife is called Martha. We have two children, one girl and one boy. Uh, our daughter is doing her last year um, as a medical doctor. She will be qualifying. And our son is doing a technician course. He's doing his practicals, but he still has another year to go. And how long have you been a part of World Outreach? Um, I think we've been part of World Outreach around 15 years now. Very good. And you minister in Mozambique, yes. but you're originally from... From Zambia. From Zambia. Yes. And how long have you been in Mozambique? 28 years now. 28 years now in Mozambique. Yes. So you've seen a lot, you've yes. experienced a lot yes. in, in Mozambique over yes. the years and what God is doing there, yes. but also the spirit realm that's yes. also there. Um, I know that um, the spirit realm and the spirit world within the African context is quite prolific, yes. right, pronounced, yes. people, it impacts everyday life, yes. people are seeing it and looking yes. at it. So help us understand this topic a little bit better. Give us a brief overview and kind of background of what you mean about the spirit world in Africa. Yeah, the, the culture of Africa is built around the framework of the spirit world. Mm. And the, the way of thinking of the people in Africa is within this framework of the spirit world. That means there's cause and effect. Whatever happens to them, they attribute it as a result of the spiritual world's interference into the day-to-day. And those who have died, who we call the living dead, the belief is that when people die, they enter into another phase of life and they have more power than when they were living. That means they are capable of causing harm to us who are alive if we do not appease them. And uh, since there exist rules and regulations in all areas of life, how you conduct yourself, uh, whatever goes wrong, it's attributed to have been something done wrong somewhere where you have to offer a sacrifice or to appease the dead in order to get the favor. And uh, when it it comes to other aspects of life, economic life. The spirit world owns the entire Africa continent with Mm -hmm. its resources. So people, when it comes to business, mining, or any other business activities, they have to be engaged with the witch doctors or other spiritists in order to have the power to do their business. And a lot of blood has been shed because most of it has to do with the shedding of blood before you can get 
world. Okay. So it's quite central to the way of life. It's central to the way of life. Yes. The world view. Yes. The world view. Yes. People's expectations um, of daily mm, life and living. Mm, and interpretation of life. And, and interpretation reality. of life. Right. Mm. Okay. So behind much of the activity that we might see on the surface, there's it's a spiritual, not the reality. It's not the reality. There's a spiritual reality taking place in the background. In fact, uh, uh, Africans are vulnerable to ha- to play double mind mm-hmm. um, because of the background, even with colonialism. They can appear like they are following Christ, mm-hmm. but behind they are still living the old life and right. they are still engaged. Whether they are pastors or leaders, okay, okay, yeah, they can stand up, give a testimony of what God is doing, but it's not really a genuine testimony. Yeah. So, if that's the case, we talk about in the nation's course this idea of shifting allegiance, yes, and the primary allegiance to God, mm. but there's other activities taking places in life. So, talk to me how how important is it to understand the spiritual realm? And its activities in then discipling and bringing people into full allegiance to Jesus. Yeah, we need to see radical conversions. Mm-hmm. Uh, when there are radical conversions, people confess this spirit world we are talking about. They bring it to the surface and say what they have been through, what they have. Those are radical salvation where people want to do away completely with that part of world and. Uh, be dedicated totally to the Lord. And uh, such type of people, you can see fruit in their lives. The character changes. Because the African uh, belief system, there is no morality. No morality. No code of conduct. No code of conduct. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it all has to to do with uh, the traditions. Like, for instance, a, a, father, a husband, a father, cannot be accountable to his wife nor to his children. He can live anyhow, and they have no right to talk about okay. it. Uh, the government officials, they, they just mess up, and the, the population can hardly, you know, rise up and challenge them because of the beliefs that goes with the couch. And after law, you can't be a leader if you don't have spiritual powers. Mm. Even when you are president, you have to go very far to acquire spiritual power so that you are not eliminated by the others Wow! and to control people. Yeah. So with that in place and this idea, limit, you have to have power that this thing is still acting in all areas of life. It sounds like it makes it a, a, a significant discipleship process it and does. a problem. It does. So in your experience of discipling new believers and discipling people, how do you bring people into an awareness, first of all, of the spiritual realm and their need to deal with it and then journey with people out into more freedom in Christ? I find the scriptures very clear, knowing that they were written in an animistic context. Right. For instance, the book of Acts 26, 18, it says to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to the power of God, that they may find forgiveness and find and have an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith. Now, I I see that the Bible is talking about them coming from the power of Satan and experience the power of God. So that's where we base our discipleship, Mm. that when you come to Christ, before you experience the power of God, you must do away with the power that you have lived under 
underoperated. And uh, that if they make such a commitment that they want to uh, transition from that old life to the new life and they're able to open up, talk about those things that are there, what they have been to, to which level they went, and we can deal with it. Then they, they are radical salvations and deliverance. For example, when we just arrived in Mozambique, uh, we lived for a while at a mission station. There was a community nearby us where people were just drinking and violence, all sorts of things that were happening in there. Uh, we came up with my wife and the other people were praying with to have an outreach. Our, our friend said, you can be killed by going in that community. But we believed it was the right time. When we went in, what made significant uh, impact in, the, in that outreach is that there was a woman who came forward wanting to accept Christ. Then she said she had been ill for a while to the extent that with her husband they went in different places to seek help from witch doctors, including Malawi. And she had a basket full of sorcery materials they acquired. And she said she had a disease. She had balls all over her body for years that she found no medical help. Then she accepted Christ. We, we set a day, the last day, that we are going to pray for her to bring all her stuff. And she also talked of having only one child and could not con conceive again. The husband was thinking of finding another wife. So the, the last day she came and more people came when they heard that, that Zambian man who be burning witchcraft material and is going to die today. Yeah, so they, they thought you were going to die. Yes. They wanted to witness yes. your death yes. as you had the confrontation yes. of the spirit yes. realms. Yes. Okay. And they talked in the community that don't ever follow what this man is doing. He's not going to live today. So there were more people that night who gathered and we had brought with us um, paraffin and matches. So after sharing the word of God and calling people to come to Christ, later we zeroed on on burning the stuff. Um, when we started preparing the ground, people just moved away and uh, put paraffin there and set everything on fire. And uh, when they saw that I didn't die, they could not believe it. Yeah. But something happened in this lady. The boys were gone. They, she has conceived about three children after that. Wow. So that opened. There's a church in that community. That's how it was born. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, so it's, it, it works when the people see the power of God. Yeah. That is greater than the power they have been subjected to, and they are afraid. Yeah. That's why we talk about the fear of the spirit world. Because the fear of the spirit world is it's so true. real and it's so true. Yeah, I, re I recall a time in Indonesia, we had a young man who at birth was designated by the witch doctors and they tattooed his shoulders with magic potions. And he wanted to follow God. And, and he desperately wanted to follow God, but he couldn't. Like he'd get angry and he'd still had fight and his character hadn't changed. And then one day, one of the Indonesian leaders and myself, we talked to him about, do you have any talisman? Do you have anything else that related to the spirit world? And he said, yeah, I still do. I said, we, you, you won't be able to follow Jesus fully and live the way that you want to unless you cleanse yourself of this, unless you get rid of it. So we went and burned it. Similar thing. We went and burned it. And he weeped. Like the, there was a connection there. To there was. And they weeped and he weeped. But from that day forward, his character changed. 
He used to be very violent, and then he became a sweet young man, still strong, you know, aggressive, you know, young man. But his countenance changed because of that. And so, talk to me about the importance there of these testimonies of people's lives being changed, of recognizing the connection and how much force they know, even if they don't know it, that the spirit world is still active in their lives and why that we have to address it in our discipleship of calling it out because of the, we still see fruits of stuff taking place and we don't know the cause. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think people do realize in the long run how far the power of witchcraft was working in their lives uh, because one significant thing that comes in their lives is peace of mind and peace Peace of of heart. The rest that they never had. Also the fear. They lived in fear all the time. They find that they become more bored in, in their lives, even to face people they would not face, and their families to share with them about Jesus and refuse to be involved in the rituals and ceremonies that their families are. So that boldness comes from God because um, the culture in Africa has a lot of intimidation when it comes to family members. You feel intimidated to rise up and say, no, I cannot do this. So you just follow. So it takes God transforming lives in Africa to give them such a boldness to stand in their community, in their workplace, and uh, in their social lives. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've been practicing this. You've been helping train other people into this area. What is your advice for those people? What are some of the keys that you have seen when you want to address the spirit world in Africa and the Africans you're discipling? The first and foremost thing is that I'm not quick to want to pray for people for deliverance. I want them to know Christ because I know that even if they become free, God can set them free. But as the Bible says, uh, when spirits come out of a person in Matthew 12, 43, they go to wander in dry places. The scripture says they come back to check if their house is well swept and kept. If it's empty, then they go to call back, I mean call west spirits than themselves. So that's an area I always want that people know Christ. They're introduced to Christ and they become disciples of Jesus Christ. And they are coached in prayer and intercession and taught that they have declared war against the kingdom of darkness Mm. by their own actions. So that's an important one, that they've now engaged in a new spiritual battle. Yes, yes. That one, early they must. And what else? Uh, Something else is that they should, should not end with them. They should take the gospel to another person and also help them in those areas in in which Africans are weak so that they come up also and begin to reach out to others. Okay, so that's the exercising of their faith. Yes. The sharing of their faith. Yes, and also making more people free. Yeah, because uh, in in our community, we know when somebody is free. We know it. You know, how do you know? Um, Well, we know when... 
how people lived before. For example, uh, after many years, when I was at a funeral with my wife in Zambia, the brother of my father was there. He said to me, you are just a different person. He had known me from childhood. He said, you different. Those years, it was difficult to talk to. You didn't want talking. Even your voice used to come out hoarse. That was very true. But now you seem to have the wisdom. You talk easily and yeah. So that means he, he, he noticed. He noticed the, the change. Yes. He noticed the difference. Yeah. So a marked life, a different life. Yes. What is the key for helping people to maintain that freedom yeah. from deliverance or deliverance from evil spirits and those fetishes and those things? What are some of the keys that you've noticed? Uh, the number one thing we tell people is that uh, as the scripture says in Colossians, as you have received Christ, walk in him. The walk is very important. How somebody lives day by day. So we have to teach them by replacing those old forms that they replace them with the new values that are in Christ. And also they get involved with other believers and building relationships that they reconnect. I mean, with those who have gone before them, they become part of the community of believers, which become a source of strength and inspiration. And if they have any problem, they, they have someone they can go to, whatever challenges they are facing. So we really want them to be in a community of believers, not to be isolated. Yeah, that's really good. To be in the church, the community of believers, spur each other on good works, to walk with Jesus each and every day. So there's often a lot of people who are afraid of the spirit world. For those who are in Christ, what is your advice to them as they in, in re-engage with people from the spirit world and that perspective? What would you say to them? We teach them. There are scriptures that speaks of the greatness of God. Example, uh, in the New Testament, spoke, it speaks about the exceedingly, exceedingly great mighty power of God, just describing the power of God. So we focus on the omnipotent God and his power, what he has done in the past and what he has said he would do in the future. So when people see through Jesus' life, the Old Testament, their faith be, uh, begin to be strengthened, that God is working today, can work in my life. They begin to take steps, just like I did. Take small steps and see God's power and take another step and grow in it. You need to encourage people to continue to grow yes. in their faith. Yes, because they'll bring testimonies all the time. Testimony. To not be afraid of the spirit realm, because greater is he in us yes, than the he one that is in, in the world. world. And they prove it. And they prove it. Yes. So this is just touching the tip of the yes. iceberg. Yes. We're just touching the very top. Give me two or three key things that you would encourage people to go away and to learn or to, to study on how they can become more effective in engaging the spiritual world, discipling people out of the, spirit, the realm of darkness into the spirit of light. Yeah, I encourage people first to learn the culture of the people that they're living with and their beliefs. What is it that makes them to tick mm. uh, in their community? What motivates them? Uh, living like in Mozambique, there are many things I have found out. So that's the first thing I encourage people. And once they find out the way of life of the people and wh what matters to them, then they begin to be, br uh, build bridges through conversations, making friendships and talking. People always voice out things. That is, especially when you find what they are suffering from. In our communities, there are a lot of sicknesses and oppressions 
torment. Even wherever I go, even while I've been here, I've prayed for some people. Uh, people always open up if they see that there's someone who can move in the supernatural power of God so they can lay their problems. And uh, the third one would be to maintain connections with these people if possible, so that they can be a continuation. Uh, we, t- we teach many people in uh, Youth with a Mission courses. I was in Kilimani more than a week ago. Uh, while we've been here with my wife, we, we have people asking to buy tickets, air tickets for us to be going to Nampula. From here, we'll be going to Nampula. Now, there are so many people we t- teaching all the time. So we, may, we try to maintain those uh, links and uh, relationships so that we continue to speak in their lives and provide leadership and direction yes that's great that's great um i know even at this conference here the summit here people are like we need more of this training because it's so relevant to the african continent but it's not limited to just africa issue the spirit world we see it everywhere asia indonesia india all these other continents as well what are some resources some books or some teachings that people could go and 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 learn from to get more information about this to understand a little bit more how they could grow in this area well there may be a lot of resources but uh, mainly from written from the western point of view Uh, those are the first resources that i saw from our side not much has been printed into books, but uh, pamphlets have been written. Even my brother-in-law has written some of the pamphlets that I've gone through okay. uh, because he knew the tribe from which I come from. So I just wanted to update myself while I read through. My brother-in-law, if it's for Zambians, they can access his material. One time I started working on a book, but I lost information on that laptop. Oh, Shame. Yeah, but um, hope, hopefully, not long from now, we'll be able to come up with something that can be helpful. Yes. But in the meantime, people can reach out to you. Yes. And, yes. and can connect with you, and you'll you'll happily. Yes, we're happy. Uh, um, one of um, our brothers, South African brother, asked for a PowerPoint, and uh, some of the missionaries did approach me on um, Zoom. They wanted us to to have sessions, but uh, uh, that time our internet was not good. So there are people who uh, uh, approached us, yes. Okay, so what I'll do is um, I'll, I'll get your information from you and people can connect to me through the podcast and we'll put you them in contact with you and we can, if they want some more information directly, speak to you directly, that would be great. Any final words of encouragement? Um, that you want to give to the listeners in this area? Yeah, one final encouragement I can say is radical changes that takes place. I receive all the time from from Zambia uh, people writing me, even on Facebook, that their lives were radically changed from uh, a ministry here in Mozambique too. Some people have written. So this brings a lot of encouragement that we are not laboring in vain. We are actually uh, producing results and fruit. So this ministry is very significant. This ministry, we need to engage with people yes. with where they're at. Yes. In the reality of the African context, is the spirit world is active. People are aware. So we need to engage people where they're at, yeah. disciple from there so that they can be set free in Christ. Yes. And we can see more people come. Because to them, this is what matters most. Yes. So if we don't go to what matters most to them, then we are not reaching them fully. Okay. And we want to reach them fully. We want yes. to love them fully yes. in the fullness of God and yes. His power. Emmanuel, thank you for joining us on this podcast. It's been very encouraging. 
I'm sure people will be blessed to hear some of the testimonies, some of the scriptures that you shared, and I'm sure it's going to be a great resource. So thank you very much. And thank you, listener, for tuning in for this podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the spirit realm and in Africa and other places, please contact us on the email and we will um, send you some information or put you in the right direction. But thank you for listening. If you like this episode or others, please share it with your friends, invite them to listen and join into this conversation. May God bless you as you go about um, making disciples amongst unreached people groups everywhere.